everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week we have a very special magical guest, Rohini Murati, an Akashic Records practitioner and teacher. I had the best time talking to Rohini, but I have to be honest, I need to talk to her again. The more questions I asked, the more I wanted to know and uh, it's been a couple weeks and I ha- I'm boiling over with questions. So I'm going to ask her to come back. Um, if you're not familiar with the Akashic Records, this will be a fun dive into that and uh, to find out more, go to her page on Instagram, Magic Inclined. Um, there you can learn more and she offers so many things. Now. Please welcome to your head and heart, Rohini Maradi. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming here um, and talking with me. Um, I am super excited to have you here, and I think um, I think this is going to be so. Um, informative to so many people because even while just telling people like oh like what are you doing later and I was like I'm interviewing someone about the Akashic Records and they're like what and then just like trying to explain it is kind of like what and then you know all this stuff but um, I'm super excited for people to hear uh, what it is because I don't know if you've tried uh, googling it but it's a I guess Googling anything is ridiculous, but this seems to be the most ridiculous place you could go. So thank you for being here to answer once and for all. No, just kidding. But uh, (laughs) yeah, just to talk with me about it um, a little bit. Yay. It's my honor. I've actually been there and I feel like I'm still in that place where it's like, how do you actually explain something that is everything? There's, there isn't like a descriptor word for it, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Well, I we can go in a million different directions. Uh, totally. I guess I just um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, um, so I ever I, I'm obviously in a band and I write music. And uh, whenever anyone's asked, like, how do you write? I'm like, oh, well, all songs exist. You just grab one like you just find it. It's already there. You just kind of grab it. And then at some point, people started telling me about like the Akasha and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, um, (laughs) and it didn't occur to me that uh, learning more about where from I'm pulling (laughs) would be important. Um, But then you posted something online um, a few, I think during 2020 about uh, that it comes from India. um, And I, for some reason I was just like, whoa, Whoa. And uh, yeah. And then I took your class. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. It was like a, um, it was obviously online. I don't, maybe I'm such a boomer online, uh, but <laughs> yeah, but I did. And I was just like, wow. Um, so yeah, I, that's my, that's really the beginning and end of my knowledge of it. Um, but yeah, please like, um, Please thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh! So which class did you take? Was it in 2020? Yeah. Oh, wow, it's changed. My perspective has changed so much since then. So we're meeting in, at a nice time. It's a nice full circle. It feels like. Yeah. Well, like your personal perspective on your life, or your perspective on on everything. I feel. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, no, just just curious. Yeah, totally. I'm I've exponentially learned. I mean, every day I feel like I learn so much. It's crazy. But yeah, yeah um, I guess I, I don't even I don't know where to start either. But I feel like some people probably haven't even heard this term. Um, so maybe if you don't mind, just starting there. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, we'll start there. So. Um... When I first started learning about it, I was extremely confused and it happened one day I was like in meditation and was like, I was feeling a lot of pain. So I asked for help and healing and whatnot. And then um, since that point on, I started seeing the words Akashic Records everywhere. And you know, like when you're in pain, you're not, 
you're ultra sensitive, you know, but you're not really aware of this reality. Like, yeah, it's, it's really hard to discern. So I fell yeah. down many rabbit's hole, rabbit holes, which is what I'm trying to get at. And I couldn't discern what was real and what wasn't for a really long time. Yeah. Which made me want to investigate further and just learn as much as I could. And um, yeah, I too Googled it and it was so confusing. And this was like 2019 or something. So just imagine how confusing it is now but it's been like kind of popular <laughs> in the last few years, but imagine how much more confusing it was then, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, no, I can't. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, what, why do I keep seeing these words then? Like, what does this mean? Yeah. I read all these books, which didn't, I felt like in the moment, I was like, yeah, that's the truth. That's it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I fell down <laughs> that rabbit hole. And it turns out that, everybody has their own truth and their own way of describing it. And if you distill all that information into one point, like the Akasha is just ether pre-manifest. So it's just all the tiny grains. How do you describe it? Like particles yeah. that live before they become 3D and, and while they are 3D. So right. Um, in like more sciencey terms, <laughs> energy like it's just energy, and yeah, energy accumulates information through time, and that's pretty much what it is. And I love your description of like I just grab my songs from the ethers, like I just you, they're just there, and I just yeah. grab one, and it, that's what it is. It just works that way, and the way that we attain this information is through the knowledge we feed our body, the um, journeys our soul has been on. And, you know, and I like now I hate the word like frequency and vibration because it's like so misused, but it's, it's the frequency and the vibes you're in that you're going to match that same type of vibe. Like, yeah. It, it, if I'm looking for scientific information, I'm not going to receive the same information that Nikola Tesla did because he had a different, you know, right. programming and soul journey and whatnot. I'm going to collect information that is in my vibe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, that makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah I one thing that just um, this is like a personal thing, so this might not be super helpful to anyone, but. I feel like um, I'm having a super like 3D experience now of like, I'm just like here in this thing. Um, but I feel like in the weirdest way that this is to make me get out of that mm -hmm. mind. Like, the, I don't know how to really explain this, but I feel like I'm having such a like earth, earth moment, like not important in any real way. But it's like, it's so important. It's, but it's like it's actually what's giving me the not earth experience knowledge do you know what i'm saying it totally okay. i mean it's so cool like i the more you ground yourself and you become a human the more you connect to the universe because we are universal beings like we live in the universe we're not yeah. but for some reason we think we are and then like yeah. we our bodies and our bodies are the antenna, you know, they're the yeah. receivers. So yeah, like, that's the one thing that's the one problem I've seen within the spiritual community or whatnot, which I'm honestly like, slowly detaching myself as much as I could and no offense to anybody. But there's like a huge ungrounding happening where people are using information like the Akashic Records or whatnot, uh, as a form of escapism from not being human, from not being like fully in their bodies. And like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's true. You know? yeah. No, like, that's, I'm going to just shoot out into the universe and then that's... like everything happening on this planet. It's like, <laughs> that's so futuristic though. This idea that like, you know, they're always like in like old movies and books about the future, how you're going to like, <laughs> you know what are they gonna do it's like well at some point they'll leave their bodies like but yeah it's, <laughs> it's just like that's how bad it got <laughs> but maybe those are just fortunes of the future i don't know yeah. 
That's so funny. It, it yeah. does feel like that's what's happening, though. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like there is... So can you talk um, about, like, the history of... Not of it, but of how it um, came to be wreck Or who... Totally. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly what you're as of recent, it's been coined the Akashic Records, but it wasn't coined that until like early 19th century when the Theosophical Society started adopting these ancient practices, right? So way back in the day when people were more grounded and connected to the earth, like even the image of, you know, you have the image of a Rishi or like um, a monk just sitting and meditating on a mountaintop kind of thing. That's actually for a reason. They're connecting and grounding to like the earth. They're with yeah. the so that they can be as human as possible so that they can attain this information, right? Um, so yeah, back in the day, um, a lot of these ancient civilizations just knew about this Akash or this ether that we naturally cohabitate with or we are actually it's us yeah from us but they knew they learned that when they sit in stillness and they calm their inner world and they open up to all of it all of the elements that information will come to them and they started asking questions and they received more and more information and i'm right now specifically talking about the rishis that sat at the foothills of the of the himalayas and channeled in all of the um the vedas which is still spiritual text that we use today in many different religions it's like they collected all the information from the ether and it was it's funny, but um, the Moors used this ancient um, technique, um, Mayans, I mean, you name it, like all across the world in different ways, just connecting to the earth. Natives um, here in the uh, now known Americas, you know, it, it's a part of ancient civilization because we had a lot more time to sit and connect with our planet and through and then the way that it's like um become what it is is there was um helena blavatsky who was one of the founders of the theosophical society went to tibet and wrote a, a theosophical doctrine on what she learned there and she actually never lay, uh, named um the akashic records in that she just talked about these astral projections of light that Wow. <laughs> information. And then from that point on, um, you know, uh, it grew. I, I'm trying to remember the whole time I'm telling this story. I'm trying to remember the person's name who um, brought back the or coined the term Akashic Records. And it was Anne. <laughs> Anne something. She yeah. Anne something. But it's, yeah. It's all good. But is through them and you know and, and i'm not promoting that I just, I just have to put a disclaimer thing because like theosophical society had a lot of like mm, like kind of racist viewpoints and okay. they started, like the whole star seed talk where everyone's only one race on each planet and like weird stuff like that where okay <laughs> i don't want to step away. i don't know everyone yeah just, no like, just has a historical reference yeah yeah um yeah i'm not but that's where it became westernized and yeah okay popularized and then um there are authors like uh Helene, uh Saint Germain and um oh my god I'm going to butcher everybody's name today you know what it's sick and it's it, hot land in my brain no it's all good cuz it's uh, that uh there there's literally is the internet for that i think just like yeah. these concepts it's really i mean I'm really excited to hear this. I um I do wonder though, do you feel like there were um like that this is of earth? Like I mean not that it's of earth, but are do you think other um beings also tap into this? Okay. One way to kind of look at it is like the mind of God or like um it's kind of like the Google of the universe in a way too, where yeah you can connect to any other server really. Um, and the more I've sat in meditation and 
asked about it, um, the more I've realized that it's us, it's everything that is around, whether it's alive or not, it's, it's the fibers that make it be. And the fibers that make it be is the universe. It's connected. It's connecting every single particle within the universe, you know, and it's, um, yeah. And the way you would use it is by, um, throwing a focus point to a certain area that you want to connect to now. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, Can you it's yeah. Yeah. We talk about that. Cause that's, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about focus and intention. So when you okay. sit in meditation and you're, you've grounded, like fully grounded, you've surrendered to the earth in your body. Um, you've kind of like opened up your channels, not even open them up, but just like balance them so that there's flow within. And the reason we do this is so that our body doesn't nag at us when we're sitting in meditation. So it's not like, Hey, you have an itch here. Hey, your leg hurts yeah. here. So you just want to like, you know, melt fully so that you don't get that nagging thing right when you're about to come to like that big epiphany of some sort. Yeah. So um, once you've done that and you sit and you just, and it, I, I say it like, oh, you just do this. You release <laughs> and you let go and you kind of like open up. Like I feel my heart opening up. I feel my throat activated and I feel like my mind opening. And yeah. then obviously like when I do that, there are, you know, the monkey brain comes in. That's we're alive. We're human. Yeah. beings going to come in. But then as it's looping and doing its thing, I'll watch it. And then I'll step behind it, you know, wow. let it be. And then I'll kind of go above just a little bit, just so I can like be in my crown more than yeah. my <clears throat> And then from that point on, as it's looping, I use the loop as like a hypnotizing or meditation technique. I just watch, wow. you know, and then that's they, so cool. And you can ask information and you'll see what comes. It takes, it takes a little bit of practice. Um, yeah. And and the main practice in it is to learn um, discernment. Like, am I just making this up in my brain or is it? Yeah. But when you do all that inner work and like dig everything, see what's sitting around, watch your loops, then you get familiar with your own imagination and you know yeah. imagination or not. Yeah. So do you ever have an experience of, I don't know, um, but like, like you go in with an intentional question or purpose. Do you ever just go into view and see like, what up? <laughs> Honestly, the first year, <laughs> years, I was just like asking an astronomical amount of questions, like <laughs> to test it. I'm like, is this real? Is this my yeah? Um, but after that. I am. Yeah, I spent a year asking about the Akasha, what it is, okay. like, more about it. Um, okay. All I learned is that we're all connected. It's all connected. We're all connected. That's what. Yeah. And yeah, no, breaking news. <laughs> um, <laughs> but do you do you feel because um, this is something a sort of new feeling for me? And maybe I mean, this must be hilarious to you. It's like somebody that's like entire career has been based on basically like tapping into that without knowing it was something and then like i'm sure this happened they're like oh my god i can't believe it like you know how to oh there's a name for it and it's like you know it just must be hilarious but um yeah as i guess like yeah i don't know sorry i i just uh, that made me lose my train of thought because i just did i'm like oh my god that must be so funny and so like i, I guess one thing is that about like the the linearity, I don't know, the linearness of um, how it really used to feel to me like um, there was the past, past lives and future lives. And now that doesn't seem true. It seems like it's all right now um, in some way. And but I guess in that, like, I wonder, I noticed that artists um, a lot of the time or musicians just it's like have catch the same like thread and it's like we just have the same idea and it's like how how do you think that that like relates to this because it's like it's, you know what I mean like we're like you know like one color will be like we'll all be obsessed or just an idea or something like I'm just like oh my god like are you, you're catching the same channel as me or what's going yeah. on 
well, yeah. I mean, there's many layers to this this thing that you brought up, which is like really important. First layer is um, Carl Jung talked about the collective unconscious. The collective unconscious is that thread that connects us all. Really, we're all like when we're feeling something on the when we are when somebody a collective group of people <laughs> feeling something on the opposite side of the world, we all feel it too. You know, it's a part of our yeah. this earth is just like a particle in a giant universe and we are a part of the earth and how it feels. So the way we interact with it affects us all. Um, and it, when it comes to ideas, that's the same thing too. That's the vibe writing that I was talking about. Are we listening to the same music? Are we in the same like, you know, genre? Are we, are we feeling the same vibes where our bodies are aligning with the same ideas one person who's described this amazingly and i wish i could describe it as beautifully as she can is um elizabeth gilbert she wrote like that book e pray love but my favorite book of hers is big magic and she talks about this she talks about how she lived like this idea and she was going to write a book about it and an author friend of hers who she like really looked up to out of nowhere, like wrote a book about this thing she was going to write. Wow. About. It was yeah. very unique to her specific life. And she was like, how? And then the, from that point on, she's like, I realized that ideas and information is just floating around. And like, they're for anybody to grab. Once yeah. you it, it goes out there, you could take it. But then if you don't take it, and it just like floats around, somebody else is going to just grab it and take yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's it's so weird because I've had people come on here that I didn't know like in any way uh, and that don't know me in any way. They're just like their publicist or whatever knows mm -hmm. that maybe we'd get along. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, what? Like, that's what I just, you know, and it's just like, but I've never heard these concepts before, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's just, it feels like, or even just the color that people will just be like, it's just so weird. Like we're just all in the same, you know, um, thing, you know, whatever it is, but so, and what, I guess like, I, and this probably sounds so stupid, but like, what, like, do you, do you work there every day? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, do I meditate every, cause I just call it a meditation. You okay. Know? Okay. That's sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's it's so vague, you know. And with all the, <laughs> some people are like, yes, there are people that are there are these rooms and it, all of that stuff. Like whatever we're imagining is our human imagination. Like right. That's, um, it's actually like if you think about the vastness of everything, it's actually nothingness. You know, that's what it is. It's nothingness, and we bring whatever we want into light in that space. So it's not like outside of us. It's not a place we go to. We actually go way deep within ourselves and it's not um, an actual place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I do sit and meditate as often as I could. I actually haven't been able to the last few months. Um, I stopped being so public and whatnot. Um, because I was going through inner turmoil and it's really hard to see when you're in sadness and um, I don't know, feeling like the grief of all humanity in a way. Like yeah. it's, can't, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So I haven't to be quite honest, but I do go there. Yeah. That's I interesting though. Cause I feel like, I think that that's a really important thing for people to hear is I think that, um, like having a practice is so important for when it gets hard, but hearing that even for someone that's like a pro, like even when it gets hard, sometimes like it can't do it and that's okay too. Like, uh, it's okay. <laughs> All okay. And it yeah. goes to your first point too about like being a human, you know, that's we're human first. And like our only job is to be a human. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I see it. I just yeah, like <laughs> and do you feel like we, like, not, a, I mean, now it's, like, impossible to think in that context, but do you feel that we, um, 
choose our experience when we be become a human or and do you think if we do that it's we're here to like learn or because or here to learn or grow or is it just to experience like what do you think what what's going on what are we doing <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know that's the answer really yeah yeah that's fair I have to pick like what I feel about that right now yeah uh, it feels like, so this is the way I've imagined it. And who knows if it's like indoctrination from like religious viewpoints or whatnot. I always try to like detach yeah. myself from these ideas. Thank you. Know? you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I, I really think that because if you look at like a flower and the way it grows and like nature and the way it grows, it goes through so many different phases, right? It has to like germinate go through the dirt like become grow like in a different way and when it dies like it plants a seed that does it again and becomes stronger over time and there's more of them and whatnot so in a way I do feel like um when we die like the our soul's vibration is matched with um a new family or whatever like a, a type of life that would help us grow further. And mm -hmm. I don't know if that's real or not, but it does feel like, it's not like I chose you guys. It's like the vibe <laughs> um, to help my growth and your growth. And mm -hmm. and from that point on, I'll grow, or we'll, we'll grow and then our seed will drop and it'll be within the same vibes that we left it, left our body at. Oh, wow what I mean that's that sounds cool to me yeah that's super no. cool no I like that a lot yeah I just like I really struggle with um like with a lot of things <laughs> but what I'm struggling with now is this like idea of um like I, I love learning and I love processing I don't I don't lord only knows why but I just like I spend like the first like four hours every day, like walking and thinking and like mulling stuff over and being outside and all this stuff. And that's really great. But um, then when you, if you think about it in the context of like, we're here to experience humanness or like bot, you know, I'm like, well, should I like get on a dating site? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> what am I supposed to just be sitting here pondering? Like if this is some type of like, not simulation, but just, for lack of better like video game experience like like when I'm done am I gonna be like well <laughs> you did a heck of a lot of thinking for someone that was supposed to be just like you know just having fun with it and like being jolly and you know just like I just keep on jolly but I mean like <laughs> I don't think thinking is a part of it like I feel like you're using it quite well if you're <laughs> a lot of time to ponder that's a poetic way to live actually <laughs> Yeah, no, well, I think the same as like nature and plants and stuff. It's just that's it's my cycle. It's how I it's what kind of animal I am there. You can't really change the type of creature you are. But I just wonder, like. Yeah, just like as if there was like, you know, if you had any hot tips, if it was more of like a sort of to like to learn lessons or or if it's just like we're just like. We come here a million times, but we're here now and just like go have fun, like get four dogs. Like who cares? Just like I think you know. it's <laughs> and uplift the people around you, you know, like it's it's about uh, the collective experience in a way too. It's like we're all in it together. We're gonna experience but I, but here's the thing, like the dating site stuff and whatnot, like <laughs> societal like things that are put on us. That doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> amazing musicians and you're like doing really well for yourself you oh, need that time you. to sit and ponder so that your <laughs> mind is clear so that you can grab new information to like bring to life yeah well thank you for saying that but I guess yeah that's that's interesting too is um in your experience when you I mean you and it is just I guess meditating but not just but like I need a lot of like alone rest time when I, I I mean I feel like a channel I feel like that that's what my job is uh that's just what it feels like and I feel like um even when we're or especially when we're playing I feel like I'm supposed to read 
every energy in the room and make sure they all feel read and seen and felt and wow that's hard yeah so I'm like I guess that's uh, I just wonder if that's yeah like (laughs) is that normal (laughs) like just (laughs) like it makes sense that this is a it's pretty exhausting like to um to be open yeah have open heart open mind leave your mind leave your body come back and then be expected to be know how to be a body is kind of weird right (laughs) totally weird (laughs) it could lead to like lead to some type of spiritual psychosis if you don't take care of yourself you know and get exhausting depression all that stuff easily invited into those areas and I don't know and do you so here's the thing like the way you're living is totally normal and like really beautiful actually because you're keeping your heart open but then that does take a lot of energy are you doing anything to replenish yourself after you're giving so much of yourself you know no yeah I'm like an, uh, a robot like I have an on switch or an on <laughs> an on switch or an on switch no <laughs> I'm, the, <laughs> I'm yeah we it's like every other month I'm um away and like um, I I know how to rest there on the yeah. road and take care of the body so that the body does its job. But I'm I don't use my body when I'm at home pretty much, and I don't know how. Um, I'd like to learn how, but it's it's I just put it in like um, I call uh, and I call it it like it's, <laughs> I love yeah, it. It's I mean that's really something else, right? Yeah, I I haven't quite figured out because. Yeah, I don't like um, I've been looking for some type of way to connect it all. (laughs) Uh, But I think I've never been um, had physical connection to my body like in that. uh, I'm just learning to like know my senses and, you know, intuition and uh, all that stuff. So um, it's like a weird if at first it felt like I was getting sick all the time and then I yeah then the body stopped itself from drinking alcohol it like just one day it was like you can't have this anymore so um yeah so it's it (laughs) it. but yeah Yeah. uh, I don't know why I do that but yeah I'm preparing for something I just don't really know what it is does that sound have you heard of this yes that totally that's beautiful something's opening up within you that's what's happening okay this is like a really cliche suggestion but honestly all i could think of yeah while, i mean i'm obviously listening to but as i'm listening to not all yeah. I think of. <laughs> but the thing that just kept coming to me is like tell her this is yeah. like sitting on a rock and putting your hand on it like it's i feel like there's a grounding that needs to happen of some sort yeah you know? Thank you. Into like an object, uh, not okay. an object, probably rocks, um, but like a an elemental thing, like dirt, yeah. rock, um, water, something. Yeah, that sounds really yummy to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like the rock is a big thing for you for some reason. I don't. Well, know. I'm like a earth ass bitch, like oh, straight up, oh. like yeah, yeah, yeah. but giant rock, like where you just put your hand on it or you sit on it and you can ponder on there for a while. Maybe that'll even open up your channels more or yeah. it'll well, just be more direct. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that suggestion. But yeah, I guess like um, that sounds so good to me like that. I feel so fuzzy. That does sound so grounding. Oh, thank God. you. <laughs> but yeah. And so, but you, I like, I guess you teach people like, I guess, do you teach people how to meditate or how, like, what is it that you? I teach people this specific type of meditation. Okay. So, yeah. And the way that I teach people is rooted in like my upbringing, which I grew up as um, a Hindu in the temple. Yeah. So, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I grew up um, in the middle of Tehran and my father was the Pujara, which is like the equivalent to priest. And we had the only Hindu temple in all the country, obviously. But um, the, yeah. So he, they opened up the temple like 1978 or something, maybe 77. And the revolution started happening in 1979. So 
it was um, a very weird upbringing because yeah, wow, is becoming forced to become like Islamic, you know, and yeah. not so we're just like stuck in our little tiny bubble. Um, luckily, like, because like when that revolution happens or when war stuff like that happens and that part of the world specifically that's the only part I know about but like you can't leave your country like it's not really easy to just like catch a flight and go a lot right. of fled, but we weren't able to flee um and but during that time there were flights to India and like so we would fly to India where my father would travel around to different temples and do his like preaching or teaching or whatnot and like his family gets to tag along. So I got to like sit in a lot of like really ancient, powerful, beautiful places and just kind of soak in wow. those vibes. <laughs> and <laughs> I love that. <Yeah>. Vibe. <laughs> but that's kind of, and when we moved to the US, finally we were able to flee Iran. And when we came here in 1989, I quickly learned that it's not good to be different. Because um, I didn't have too much interaction in, in Tehran. I did go to school and I had to hide who I was there too and like wear the hijab. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, it's That's like crazy. Well, there it's like scarier. Here yeah, no, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, I mean, that's really, really, really like as much as people talk about here, um, or everyone's experience matters, but like yeah. just like what, what, dressing up in a different way at that age when already I feel like I felt like I was like my mom made me wear a dress you know but it's like yeah that's just so 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 much to work through um that's a lot. it was yeah. it really was I I remember we counted down the years until I had to wear one because in kindergarten you don't have to but when you start first grade you do and my mom and I both cried when we had to buy the hijab and stuff. I was like, I don't want to. My family was not part of the revolution at all. So it was not fun. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. so sorry. That's... That's okay. I feel like maybe I haven't worked through it because now I'm like, I'm getting all uncomfortable. I'm like, wait, I have something to work through, I think. <laughs> maybe a tiny new piece. No, well, or just seeing it in a new way, like... It's you true. know, it's yeah. just you know. I'm, and also, I'm, I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying to upset you. <laughs> but, I'm not upset you at all. Okay, <laughs> like, but your body just gets all like, oh yeah, that's, that's an indication of something I got to work on. I got to yeah. like, like feel yeah. better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we fled, came here, had to hide myself for a long time. Um. Honestly, like I had, I had kind of like many people do here. Had a pretty hard time in school. Yeah, and wh friends. where did you grow up? I grew up in the Bay Area, so we moved okay. to um, Belmont, and then I grew up in San Mateo, just like peninsula right below San Francisco. Okay, and people were there like, was it like all white kids or what was like? We had a little bit of diversity. Um, Mm -hmm. I was the only Iranian person in my whole school. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. Obviously different. Um, yeah. And... Well, especially I bet then it's not like there wasn't like the greatest um, perspective on what that meant. Like, you know, no. like, or I mean, I don't know. I've never. Right. There been... was. Yeah. It was like, but I moved here, a kid called me a terrorist. Oh my then, god. I know. And then another one during recess like threw a rock in my head. And like it totally I don't know who did it. And I think about this all the time. Like whoever did it knows they did it. And they're just like living in this world. Yeah. After doing something so mean like that. But it like I lost consciousness because of how what? hard. Yeah. And I went to like the teachers and I was like, somebody threw a rock at my head with my broken English. They're like, Don't worry, kids just play rough in, in school. I'm like no, I feel like I was being targeted. <laughs> yeah. I bet that person has like daily headaches or something. Well, let me play with them. And somebody just threw a rock on my head. They're yeah. like, oh, whatever. Who cares? But um, <laughs> stupid kid stuff. But 
anyway, like that made me hide myself even more. Right. Yeah. So I let go of all the, this information I grew up with. Like I had, I know I, like a, it was like in a re- revolution state that I grew up in and the country wasn't in great shape, but I had a really good childhood. Like I really loved my childhood. I loved, yeah. I, most of my memories are fond memories because it was with my family and we were just like in an enclosed space together most of the yeah, time. Yeah, that's so that's cool. Lovely people. But, um, sorry, my husband just walked by. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I found myself and I started becoming myself uh, when I found music actually in high school. And I started connecting with kids who were different and it felt comfortable because everyone's like yeah we're all weirdos don't worry you don't have to fit in here and they're like oh cool and then you get to know more weirdos and like music like really took me uh to my 30s and that's when I had uh my daughter when I when I was 31 and when she was like three years old or four years old um, I started getting really nostalgic. I'm like, I just want her to like know me and my life and my family. And cause we're always going to like my husband's gatherings and all this stuff. And yeah. I'm always crying. So I'm like, I wish I had family here. <laughs> you know? yeah. So um, I started seeing if I could take her to Iran, but it's a bad idea. Just one okay. will tell you, don't do that, you know? And my husband would have to like change his name prove that he converted to like Islam and like all this stuff. And I'm like, we're not going there. And my mom's like, it's dangerous. We'll take your passwords, passports. And like, it's scary stuff. Don't go to Iran right now. We're like, okay. I did not know that. I can't just travel there. It's so dangerous. (laughs) I had no idea. Yeah. They just like, they've done it. Um, I feel like they've done it, which is why. But they'll take, if you have dual citizenship and you're Iranian and you go with your American passport, they'll take your passport. They'll interrogate you because it's like you're a spy or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, because I was like, I went out with an Iranian person for like 10 years, but they were American. So they, I was like, why did they tell me about this? Like, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> wow, that's free to go there that's you know that's so in yeah but okay so you couldn't go back there like so i was like india and we went to india and that's where this my my mom told me to do an astrology reading and um in rishikesh so we went to rishikesh and i had an astrology reading and this astrologer is the person who changed our lives (laughs) it was amazing like i'm not i tether you know like yeah <laughs> it's, I don't think anything is absolute in life and I'm not like just because you're saying that this has an effect on this doesn't mean it's real but I mean I do believe in the stars and the gravitational pull and the moon and the placements and energy like I believe in that stuff it just makes sense to me yeah um, but I've never been like well, this information that these people gathered is correct. You know, like, I just don't trust people's perspective. I yeah. Think. Um, well, there's too much open to interpretation, I think, is sometimes. Well, <laughs> a lot of times. And, you know, like, it, that's what's happened is, like, that's why there is, that's why we have to have so much discernment is because people take advantage of other people and their naivete. And I have a lot of it. I know I do. Oh, that's- boy, do I, too. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> I believe everything I see or read or think, everything. I'm like, that's got to be true. Me, too. It's because you have an open heart in mind. It's like, damn yeah. it. I wish I could be a little more closed or something. But it's Yeah, like, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. But so, wow, that's so cool. How long were you, or keep going, sorry, sorry. No problem. I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, the astrologer. The astrologer pretty much, like, went through what I had gone through most of my life. So told me my whole life story. I was like, that's true. That did happen. This, oh, my God, how do you know me so well? Just by stars and charts. So cool. And um, and it's Vedic astrology. Jyotish, I believe. I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly. It's a different type. But then the future stuff, he's like, I don't go into future stuff. You know, I can just tell you like immediate future because it's like you don't want to put an idea out on yourself and then 
you you're you'll manifest it into happening if you think it's gonna happen to you you know so yeah He's like, but I, here's some advice. It's like, um, you're probably going to be moving in a year. This is going to be how you're going to be living by water. Um, I did. I moved to like a tiny town. There's like a river. And um, and the, this is what he said, because we specifically asked. We didn't even want to have kids, my husband and I, but then we were like, are there any kids in our future? Because we were like really happy with our daughter. We weren't like let's be a family and do all that. You know, it was yeah. like those type of people, like checkbox people who are like, we have to have these things. And so we just yeah. asked. And then the astrologer is like, um, well, I see like a faint line. It seems like if you do have a baby, it'll be a girl. And, but it's a faint line. I don't know what that means, you know? And then I, we ended up having a baby and then, and then trigger warning. Like, I don't feel sad about this. So I don't feel like, I mean, I do feel sad. It's hard to talk about. I mean, it's not, I don't know how to say it, but we had a baby. And yeah. Just trying to like. I'm so sorry. And the band-aid off so I don't hurt other people with my triggers. No. Um, but that is what led me to all of this work that I do. And it wow. was um, after losing her, it was like. I turned into a puddle of nothingness and I had to kind of build myself up. Of and this the backstory even matters is because like all of the things that I had suppressed and ignored and like put in a box and hid so that I can fit in and like I could have a friend because my lifelong dream was just to have a friend, like a really no. good friend. I'm not kidding. Like it no, really was. I know. I've heard <laughs> that a lot. For, yeah. Well, people move here and that's like. Yeah. my heart you know that's so sad but that's the way I felt too and that music is the thing that brings us all together at that age but oh that's so sweet <laughs> I don't even feel like it's sad I think it's just like a natural human instinct yeah you want to have someone who understands you and like balance you who you could do the same for um but anyway uh yeah so the whole puddle thing, building yourself back up and going back um, to like the original stuff that I had was brought up with. Um, it was during that time where I started meditating again. And I sat and I like when we moved to the US, I still meditated. I did. Uh, I practiced yoga. I did all that stuff on my own, like my breathing and everything because it was I felt good. And it yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. So. I um, did do it for like 10 years after like my 20s, which is pretty good time to let go of those things. So you can <laughs> learn all your lessons so you can mess your life up as much as you can. Yep. <laughs> so Great that, time for that. <laughs> you're on. You can clean it all up and make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then I, during one of these meditations where I was like sad is when I was like, show me how I can heal. And then the Akasha records kept popping up. And then maybe like a year ago, I realized the reason that popped up wasn't for that specific niche. It's not like the Akashic records that I need to like learn everything about. It's not this. I mean, it's essentially like the way that it's perceived is like, man-made you know in a way it was about detaching from all that stuff that led me to like a deeper state of meditation and it detached me from the ideas that we make up and have to make sense of and it was there that you find the connection and the wholeness and not even the truth but the being the sense of just being able to be so it's a part of the journey. And the reason I had to tell you that whole thing is because my teaching style is different in that way, because it does include these ancient modalities that have been proven through the test of time. But its sole purpose isn't to, I can read the Akashic records, <laughs> is to bring you to that deep, deep seed within you so that you can live in confidence and in fullness of being who you are. Whoa. So that's, I mean, I know it's, I want that so bad, <laughs> I'm talking about. but it is, it's a lot of inner exploration. And yeah. 
exploration comes outer exploration and then yeah that space in between that you well land that's so cool because I feel like that's like what I'm like writing these dang tootin songs about is just like these little pieces of like oh I figured out this tiny way to feel better about yourself like oh there's this little like here's like a water spell so you can wash everything away or like call back pieces of all oh, whatever this shit that everyone else knows that I never learned I don't know why but yeah that's so cool so you that's so I want to I want to uh study more from you because I'll send you yeah hopefully yeah well so did you like how do you do that how how do people not to like I guess this would be like usually like the last question but like how do people like not find you because I'm obviously going to put a link but like how would who would find you why would they find you what would happen if they found you and you know what I mean like <laughs> I really like working with people who are I mean, I like working with anyone who's feeling called to do it, but usually like if you're new on your spiritual journey, because I feel like I have a lot of experience in this. I've had a lot of restarts and I've been new oh, yeah. okay. over and over again where I get lost and then I follow the, the wrong thread and it ends up like debilitating me and causing spiritual psychosis or something like that so i like working with people who are new and like are seeking like what to do because um the first step <clears throat> that i like to go through with people is to just find themselves and yeah. that way they don't they don't have to rely on outside perspective to feel like they're finding their truth and resonating and that's that's the beginning of any spiritual journey if you're out there like and you're thinking, I, you know, I just had this awakening. I've realized that I am more than this body, that there's so much more to this universe that I want, I want to know more. First, sit down and just get to know yourself inside before you start listening to everybody on the outside. That's like the yeah. first, like first step. And then after that, you know, follow the things that interest you, but then you've done the work internally so that you can easily discern. And most of the information that you're seeking really does live within you. And that's what the Akasha is. That's what this ether of eternal information is. You are part of it. Yeah. It's within you. It just, you just have to open it up and trust yourself. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry one, one quick question it, yeah. it's sorry it just seems like most of the like ancient or more like just uh, these uh peoples that are connected to like the health and well-being of the earth and like the health and well-being of their bodies and like these ideas that uh, the answers are within them and there are maybe gods and God, whatever other stuff outside of you. But it's like how, you know, it seems like all of that is old and really works and like is all over the place. And it seems so obvious that thinking it's outside of you, relying on someone else to forgive you, not paying attention to your body and not paying attention to earth. It's just not that some things are bad and some things are good but it just seems like there's the majority of people on earth have know what you know it seems like it's a minority of people that aren't doing the good stuff <laughs> oh it is a minority <laughs> you know what the crazy thing is it's the minority people who are doing the bad stuff um plan you know and they okay organized and that's the problem it's like people who are like me or I don't know if, if you feel like this too but who are just like open and wanting to be a human and like live their life um aren't good at planning I'm oh not, yeah <laughs> I'm not good at like going in community and put like um, predetermining like the things that could go wrong and then setting a plan in place so that they don't go wrong, you know, like, yeah, it's important to be both in a way. Um, but you're right. Like majority of people, like we all know, 
like deep within us. And for some reason we lose sight of it because somebody said something like at the grocery store that our, our subconscious picked up and we have no idea about, and we built up this like inner belief system that goes against who we are and what we know. I don't know. Am I? Yeah. In a different yeah, no, it's just so, I just forgot for like, like a half hour that like, you know, the idea that like, like India or whatever, like there's, there are these places where there are lots of people that think yeah. in this beautiful, whatever, I don't, beautiful, I, that doesn't really matter, but just in this way that is like connected yeah. and um, yeah, I just, I forget that America is a small vocal, but small minority of people that um, have this idea that we aren't connected, that everything is, you need anything of value is outside of you. Um, right. That this is like, I don't know. I just, I just think it's I weird. Think all across the globe. I mean, the easiest way to control people is to like separate them from their spirit, their soul. Right. So, and from each other. And that's what's happening. It's, it's happening all around the world. Um, it's probably, it's probably happening in India too. These are just like, like any ancient spiritual text, even like non-ancient spiritual text is like, talks about how we're all connected and how yeah. we are a part of the same thing and the truth lives within you and all this stuff, you know? So I don't know yeah. why it's so lost. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I guess I'm like trying, I'm like, I want to get to the bottom of it. What's going Capitalism. on? Capitalism. Capitalism. Yeah. That's what it is, you know? Yeah. 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 And it's like, even like in the spiritual world and all this stuff, it's money has made its way in there. Capitalism has made its way in there. So there's all this like gate kept stuff. And, you know, when you get to the bottom of the information, it's the simple stuff where it's like, oh, no, it, it all lives within you. Okay. That's yeah. what I paid for. <laughs> yeah, totally. I knew that, but I wanted the bigger answer. I guess that is the big answer. I don't know why we don't believe it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we just, we don't, we don't believe it at for some reason. At some point, we stop believing it. Because I, I can tell that every, the reason I don't have, like, self-love or self, um, compassion or take care of myself first is all because of like my experience in you know like just is is the human experience in this country or whatever I know that this isn't the worst country but just like I can tell that like yeah when I was a kid they were like you're either a Barbie or He-Man those are your choices Barbie or G.I. Joe whatever those are your choices and I was like neither one of those seems right ah and then it, you know it's just like I never not being the way I was supposed to be made me feel bad and feel ashamed and then that leads to like you know all, all the roads of then choosing people that like people that feel ashamed and don't like them you know it's just like uh it's just yeah I just wonder yeah if everyone yeah I'm just, I just want to I want it to get, I think it's getting better, but I just want to fix it. And I'm like, you, <laughs> you know. It feels like a slow evolution though. You know, the more conversations like this are had and like the more people talk and connect, like it slowly will evolve to a fix. Yeah. yeah. No, I a hundred percent can see that it's getting better uh, for real. Like I can't like just being out there in the world, like, and the changes, that have happened since, you know, like, yeah, I mean, the changes that have happened since like, and I, I wasn't like a huge fan at first of the Me Too movement, because it felt very unsafe for me, who was a person that had stuff like boxed up. And I was like, I'm fine the way it is. Like, I don't want to talk about this. But uh, mm -hmm. it did so much to help so many people. <laughs> like, it's a different people now know that they can get called out <laughs> breaking, you know, like, that's a huge you know, like step. Um, sorry, I have a poodle back there that's like dancing yeah. around to get my attention. Oh, cute! Hi, poodle. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry to go on that tangent. But I'm just like, oh, like you're so cool and smart. Maybe, you know, <laughs> we can fix it. Um, 
I hope we can fix it. Do you feel like you see that? Because you travel around so much and you see people in so many different places. Do you feel like a change in like the way people are? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes, I, I absolutely can see a huge change because um, there's so many things that you wouldn't ever think of. But like in every single city in this country, there's like non-gendered bathrooms like everywhere no matter any place where you point your finger at like there's that exists in like the supermarkets and the this and that and that's like a huge change like that recognition like oh some people are uncomfortable in this duality which is insane that like it's a huge step and also um i think we're still treated like children like being female is like we get treated like children but I realize in um different countries like um the where we are is like way above and way below certain places like Australia like you know it's just it's we're we're better than we were we're way better off than a lot of countries like I mean obviously as you were you know saying before and when you were growing up but like a lot of the experiences we've had this year with people from um, different like continents and stuff, it's, it's, we are not um, people, you know, for, <laughs> we, are, <laughs> we are not people. We are just um, something else. I'm not sure what, but, you know, it's just, but I can tell from all, all, yeah, it's, it's better and it's not like perfect and it's not fixed, but it's, it's, it's moved into the direction that it's um it's getting better and yeah it's like i people are the f fact that people are starting to understand that stuff makes people uncomfortable and that's not okay yeah. not like you know that that that's not okay for people to feel unsafe like yeah. wait what it's not okay and that yeah. was not something i think people understood before is that safety isn't something everyone feels and mm -hmm everyone deserves to feel it. And so that's like pretty cool, <laughs> you know? It's really cool. That's yeah. awesome to hear, actually. Yeah. This is slow evolution. We just have to have hope and keep focus so yeah. that, yeah, we can keep our eye on the prize of- Yeah. And let like the, the young people now, like all of them, like- They're beyond. Like, yeah, it's just like, let them- know that like feeling weird isn't okay like I know I was sort of taught that in some sort of way but it wasn't true like it was fine if I felt weird it was okay and that was yeah. like it was not a, you know like most of the time I was supposed to feel weird but it's like I think like listening to these little guys now and just you know and just like oh like that makes you feel weird whatever it is yeah like take time to be like you know, like things being hard is one thing, but something feeling weird, that's not good. <laughs> that's not all right. Like, no. what do you I mean? Yeah, that's, that's what I think is important. And, and letting them be seen and like heard and like, you know, as, as I think what the best thing we can do now too is just like, yeah, we love to like let kids come up on stage and shit and oh, do, cool. you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can bring your kid on stage if you want. How old is she? Oh, cool. Oh, my gosh. I would love to. Um, my daughter is 11. And oh, wow. My four. <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. Oh, wait. You have two kids? I do. Sorry. Yeah. I had a son oh, okay. after, after my daughter Rishi passed. Okay. Um, we had a son like a year after. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Oh, well, they can both come, but Eleven's oh, like a real good age. Like we have, yeah, kids choir. She can sing in Death Valley oh, Girls kids God. choir. Yeah. You uh, love it. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. You have kids and uh, yeah, they're, yeah. It's fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, my computer doesn't like it if I record more than an hour, but is there, is there any other message? I feel like... We were just like chit chat, and I feel like I didn't even like, you know, I didn't. I don't know if I did a good job, but anything else you would like to say? 
<laughs> like what people need to hear now anyway, like just that to trust themselves and to feel good about themselves and to know that you don't have to like be totally healed and everything doesn't have to be perfect for you to feel like a whole person. So I think that was the whole message of our conversation in a way. So it's kind of nice to leave it at that too. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for coming here. Thanks for having me. It was so nice talking with you. Yeah, me too. I'll see you later. <laughs> later. Bye. <laughs> uh...